0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Better Movement Podcast. This is Todd Hargrove. For today's podcast, I have about a 15-minute movement lesson that you can do in a chair. And it's another in a series of lessons I've offered about movement in chairs. And the idea for each is to get the pelvis moving, get the spine moving, get some awareness of how these different Parts of the body coordinate to support the head and keep you comfortable while you're sitting in a chair. And as you know, if you're sitting in the chair for a long time, it's kind of hard to stay comfortable. And everything below your head starts to feel kind of like a stiff, undifferentiated blob. So the idea of this lesson is to bring some variability into your sitting. Bring some awareness and coordination and precision So that you can get all these different parts of the spine and the ribs and the pelvis working in kind of a more, you know, alive and uh, intelligent way and to kind of wake you up. Uh, So to do the lesson, you need a chair, and it's going to be helpful to have a chair that's kind of hard so you get a little bit of a feedback uh, between uh, your pelvis and the chair. Because part of the lesson is going to be involved bringing some attention to the position of the sit bones. To start the lesson, sit to the front of your chair so that you're not leaning against the back and sit somewhat tall as if you were looking to the horizon. And as you're sitting there, notice the contact of your sit bones with the chair. Those are the two bony projections at the bottom uh, of your pelvis And you can roll forward just a little bit on the sit bones, roll back just a little bit on the sit bones so you can get a better sense for their shape. And then sit tall and you can notice where do you have more weight? Is it a little bit more on the left sit bone? Is it a little bit more on the right? You can feel the differing amounts of pressure from side to side and then try to equalize the pressure. And then place your hands in your thighs, somewhere comfortable on the thighs. And now, can you slide your right knee forward? Both the feet remain flat on the ground, but the right knee slides forward a little bit and then slides back to where it starts again, so it's in line with the left knee. And repeat that several times, as if you were reaching out with your knee to hit a button just a few inches in front of where it started. And so the hand goes forward a little bit uh, with the knee because it's attached to the thigh. And then it comes back. And to do that, notice what's happening with the right sit bone. For the right knee to come forward, the right sit bone has to slide forward a little bit on the chair so that you're pivoting on the left sit bone. So as the right knee slides forward and slides back to where it started, notice that the right sit bone is also sliding forward a little bit and you're pivoting on the left sit bone. So that means you need to remove a little bit of weight away from the right sit bone in order to slide it forward so that you put a little bit more weight into the left sit bone. And then pause for a minute so that you've got the same amount of weight on each sit bone and the knees are even. And then return to this movement of sliding the right knee forward a little bit. The right sit bone travels forward, the left stays where it is. And notice that the pelvis turns a little bit. The pelvis turns a little bit to the left so that each hip joint is a little bit affected too. You can feel what it feels like in the right hip joint. Maybe you feel a little stretch or a movement there. And in the left hip hip joint as well, the pelvis is turning to close the angle a little bit in the left hip joint so you can kind of notice the quality of the movement there. And you can notice how easily the, the knee slides forward, what's the comfortable range of motion. And how smooth the movement is too. Try to go for the feeling of a very smooth movement forward and a very smooth and easy movement back so that each time you're doing it, you're using less and less effort. And there's not a feeling of the movement being kind of jerky or ratcheted. And then pause again. Bring your knees back to symmetrical and kind of even the weight on the sit bones and sit up tall with the hands on top of the thighs. And now can you do the movement sending the left knee forward? So the left knee moves forward as if it was just trying to touch a button straight out in front of it. You can notice the range of motion that happens really easily and just stay within the easy range of motion. Don't try to do it as far as you can, but kind of be curious about how far it goes easily. Notice that the left hand slides forward a little bit so that the body turns a little bit over to the right, the pelvis turns over to the right. and you can feel what is it that that limits the range of motion? What is it that can soften in the left hip, in the right hip to allow the pelvis to turn to allow the hand to go forward, the knee to go forward? And you can notice, is it easier on this side? Is it easier to slide the left knee forward compared to the right? If you're not sure, you can go side to side. So bring your knees back to being even again and the weight is even on both sit bones. And then slide the right knee forward a little bit so that you pivot on the left sit bone. The right sit bone slides forward. Bring it back to the neutral position. And then slide the left knee forward and go from side to side and just see which one feels more easy, which feels more natural. You might notice differences in the way the the hip joints allow the pelvis to turn or maybe it's something about the, the ribs or the back. Each time you do the movement, try to do it a little bit more smoothly. And then pause again and equalize the weight in the sit bones and have your knees in the same position, your feet solid in the floor. Look towards the horizon and sit tall. And now can you send your right hip joint backwards? Slide it back towards the back of the chair as if you were trying to take the back of the right side of the pelvis closer to the chair. And notice when you do that, the right knee slides towards you a little bit. So you're pivoting on the left sit bone, you've got your weight on the left sit bone, and the right sit bone slides back just a little bit. Notice the range of motion that's comfortable. Slide it back to the neutral position, and repeat that several times. And notice as you do this, what's the feeling of smooth movement in that right hip joint, in the left hip joint, Your hand slides back along with the thigh. Notice that that turns the shoulders just a little bit. It turns the spine just a little bit to the right. And then bring the pelvis back to neutral, the knees back to neutral, and you can try this on the left side. So you slide the left sit bone backwards a little bit, pivoting on the right sit bone. Feel the movement in the left hip, the movement in the right hip, the tendency for the pelvis to turn to the left a little bit, for the chest, maybe the head to turn a little bit to the left. And then you can compare the movement from side to side. Slide the left sit bone back, bring the pelvis back to neutral, slide the right sit bone back, bring it back to neutral. Feel the movement that happens in the left hip joint and then the right hip joint. And you can see on which side can you slide the knee further comfortably, which side has to loosen up a little bit. And then pause, leave that, bring your pelvis to neutral. Relax for just a second and then sit tall again, equalize the pressure on your sit bones, have the hands and the thighs. Now, can you slide the right sit bone forward so that the right knee is ahead of the left knee and then bring the left sit bone forward so that the left knee is even with the right knee and then walk the right sit bone back and then walk the left sit bone back. So you can walk forward with your pelvis as if the sit bones were feet. Walk forward as far as you can until you're running out of room on your chair. And then walk backwards with your pelvis as if the sit bones were feet. And you can kind of have the sit bones picking up as if feet would pick up or they could more slide. So walk forward and walk back. You've got your hands on the thighs so they're kind of walking forward and back. And you can play with the size of the steps. You can see what's a comfortable length step to make. What's a comfortable height for the step. Maybe the sit bones just kind of slide along the chair. Maybe they can lift up a little bit higher as if they had to step over the tiniest height. And just feel the kind of mobilizing that's happening in the hip joints and how there has to also be some adjustments in the side waists and the ribs, how that affects the movement of the shoulders. You might notice that your head moves from side to side as the pelvis walks. See if you can develop the feeling of a rhythm so that there's some coordination between the movements of the pelvis and the movements that have have to happen in the spine, in the ribs, in the position of the head? As you walk forward and back, do you find your head tilting from side to side? Or does it stay relatively over the pelvis? For example, every time you lift up the right side of the pelvis to slide the right sit bone forward, or to slide the right sit bone back, you might notice that your whole spine and your head tilts over to the left kind of like a leaning tower in fact it's kind of easy to do it that way so go ahead and let your head be free to move so that when the right side of the pelvis lifts you kind of lean all the way over to the left and then when the left side of the pelvis lifts you lean all the way over to the right in fact, we could do this by marching in place and it would be a little bit easier. So bring your bring your pelvis to kind of like the middle of the chair or a comfortable place in the chair, equalize the weight from one sit bone to the other, and then kind of like walk your sit bones in place. So you're not going forward or back, you're just lifting one, the left sit bone and then lifting the right sit bone, a comfortable height as if you were marching in place and notice what your head does. You can allow the head to tilt over to the left when the right sit bone lifts, allow the head and the spine to tilt over to the right when the left sit bone lifts, and see that that makes it a little bit easier to lift one side of the pelvis and then the other. And then you could challenge yourself to try to keep the head relatively centered over the pelvis and still lift the right sit bone, lift the left sit bone March the sit bones in place even as the head stays relatively centered and that will require you to find a little bit more differentiation maybe in the hip joints, in the spine, in the side ribs. There's something that has to happen to coordinate that. And once you feel that you're getting a sense for how to keep the head centered and march the sit bones, then you can start to walk them forward and back, keeping the head relatively centered. See if you can find a rhythm there, the feeling of what needs to soften where to allow it to happen. you can return to the method of allowing the head to go a little bit more from side to side. So you're leaning from side to side to create the walking motion and then challenge yourself to keep the head a little bit more in the center. And then pause and get get yourself in a comfortable place in the chair again. Equalize the pressure on the sit bones and then bring your Bring your hands away from the thighs and put them up in kind of like a running position so that the, the elbows are bent kind of like to 90 degrees. The elbows are kind of down by the sides, but the forearms are kind of horizontal and, they, and the hands are kind of in soft fists in front of you, kind of like in the position they would be as if you were running, And now can you walk your pelvis forward, walk your pelvis back, and see what do your hands do, what do your shoulders do in coordination with the movement of the knees. So when the right knee goes forward, where do you find the right fist going and the right shoulders going? Do the hands move with the knees so that when the right knee goes forward, The right hand goes forward as well and the right shoulder goes forward so that you feel the shoulders turn a little bit to the left as the pelvis turns to the left. Of course, when we run, it's kind of the opposite. We've got when the right knee goes forward, when we're running, the right elbow would go back or vice versa. So when you're walking, which pattern do you use? Do you use a homolateral pattern so that the right elbow goes with the right knee, or do they go opposite? Try to make it opposite so that when the right knee goes forward, the right elbow is going back a little bit, the right hand is going back a little bit, so that when the pelvis turns left, the shoulders turn a little bit to the right. You probably find yourself taking a little bit smaller know steps with your sit bones when you do that but try to do that so that when one knee goes forward the other elbow is going back a little bit so you have that kind of contralateral pattern that you have when you're running as if you were running on your chair you're going to take actually even though you're running you're going to take smaller steps and go a little bit slower because it's kind of easier to do it where the shoulders move along with the hips And you can go back and forth between these two movements. You could put the hands back down on the thighs. And then just rest, leave it. Put your hands down by your side or anywhere that's comfortable. Feel how you're sitting. Feel how kind of alive and connected to the chair that your pelvis feels. As you sit for a while in a chair... Uh, you know you can start to have the feeling that that whole area feels kind of dead and indistinct and vague and sloppy and you know this is something you can do in your chair from time to time. just kind of walk forward, walk back in the chair to kind of wake things up give your sense of give yourself a feeling of differentiation and aliveness and coordination in the lower part of your body that's normally just falling asleep. Hope you enjoyed the lesson and this is, this is something that you can just kind of practice from time to time sitting in a chair.